Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So the CPI number is out and the market is surprised, to say the least. Consensus was 7.3 and we came in at 7.1. Let's get right over to CNBC. Check out the details. Consumer prices rose less than expected in November. If you were watching my videos yesterday, you saw that I actually thought that they might surprise to the upside, that they might be you know, 7.4 or so because of the PPI numbers. But uh, I got that wrong. But my overall thesis is still intact. And uh, that thesis is we will, con- we will see continued disinflation. And that is the CPI going down, not necessarily deflation, where we have lower prices, but the price increases are going down down. And uh, I thought we'd get that in Q4, Q1 of uh, Q4 of this year, Q1 of next year. And it seems like that's exactly what we're seeing. Consumer price index rose just 0.1% from the previous month. So month over month, we're almost flat, an increase of 7.1 year over year paired to the respective estimate 0.3.73. Core CPI rose 0.2 on the month and 6% on an annual basis. So that is also lower than expectations. Stocks roared higher following the report as investors look for signs of runaway inflation is ebbing. Uh, Yeah, I I think the wording there is a little off. (laughs) Not the wording I would use. I would say stocks roared higher following the report as investors look for signs that the Fed isn't going to raise interest rates as thought as, as much as they thought. Inflation adjusted av- average hourly earnings for workers rose 0.5% for the month, but they were still down 1.9% from a year ago. If you listen to the conversation I had with Joseph Wang yesterday, he believes that this is what the Fed is paying most attention to. It's the increase in uh, earnings for or increase in average hourly earnings. So he believes the Fed is going to continue to increase rates until they see this start to go down significantly because they believe that this is the main driver in consumer price inflation. So we look at a chart of the two metrics involved and um, we see that the core has been pretty flat, but that headline CPI has come down significantly since June. So it's come down from 9% to 7.1% in line uh, with what our expectations were on this channel. Cooling inflation will boost the markets and take pressure off the Fed for raising rates. But most importantly, this spells real relief starting for Americans whose finances have been pushed by higher... Okay, I don't know if I'd go that far, Robert. Uh, Real relief? Uh, that implies that the prices aren't going up, my friend, or they haven't gone up. Let's remember that it's not like we went from uh, an expectation of 7.3 down to zero. (laughs) We're still at 7.1, my friend. Maybe he's just referring to the month over month. This is especially true for lower income Americans who are disproportionately hurt by inflation. Uh, Let's go ahead and say this a different way. This is especially true for lower income Americans who are disproportionately hurt by the government's policies in 2020. Let's put the blame where the where it's due here. Falling energy prices helped keep inflation at bay. Why are energy why are energy prices so high? Maybe that has to do with the sanctions against Russia. Again, let's let's put the blame where it is due. Food prices 
however, rose 0.5%, and we're up 10%, 10.6%. Wow. Even with this monthly decline, the energy index was higher by 13.1% from November 2021. Shelter costs, which make up about a third of the CPI weighting, continue to escalate, rising 0.6 on the month, now up 7.1. What's interesting here is most of you know the Fed doesn't measure housing by home prices. I know it's kind of odd, but they use uh, what they think is an equivalent metric, which is owner's equivalent rent. And you think, okay, George, well, they're measuring the cost of housing by by rents. Uh, not really. It's more of just a survey asking people what they would rent their house out for, not necessarily what homes are, are currently being rented. Uh, a big difference there. So this is, what's interesting here is we can have nominal prices of homes come down while this metric of the CPI is going up. The easing of inflation pressures helped give workers a lift after months of seeing wage increases fall short of inflation. Well, this is true. So if you've got the increase month over month by 0.1 and the increase in earnings by 0.5, then uh, yes, the the workers are definitely receiving a benefit if you're just looking at through the narrow scope of what happened last month. But that would go back to the conversation that I had with Joseph Wang, and he would argue that maybe the market is off sides here because they see this lowering of inflation as a sign that the Fed will most likely stop hiking sometime soon, and they won't go as high as the market previously thought. But that could be inaccurate from the standpoint of maybe the Fed isn't looking at CPI. Maybe the Fed is strictly looking at average hourly earnings, or at least they're prioritizing this metric. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out of control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. So just a reminder, tomorrow the FOMC meets on Wednesday to announce a 0.5%, a 0.5% uh, increase, and there's 50 basis points. And according to my good buddy Joseph Wang, he says that's about a 100% guarantee, or as close to as 100 as you can get, because the Fed doesn't want to upset the market. They want to give them exactly what they expect. So that's what uh, you should look out for tomorrow when they announce the rate hike. Here's uh, another take from one of their quote-unquote experts. The Fed could dismiss better than expected October as just one month, but the further slowdown in November makes this new disinflationary trend harder to, to dismiss. I would agree. And this is Paul Ashworth, chief North American economist for capital economics. And he wrote this in a post 
titled stick a fork in it inflation is done yeah i don't know if i'd go that far <laughs> not sure i'd go that far paul i think uh when you're living in an inflationary decade inflation is never going to go up in a straight line it's always going to have ebbs and flows and uh, we've seen it go up tremendously now we're most likely going to see it come down but that doesn't mean that it's quote unquote done another interesting data point used vehicles which had been a major contributor to the inflation fell 2.9% and are now down 3.3% from a year ago as recently as February the used car and truck index was up more than 40%. Yeah, I understand that's microchip shortage but I would also look at this and say okay, that's the sugar rush from the stimmies that is now starting to fade. And uh what does that mean for aggregate demand going into 2023. George, what are your thoughts on if the Fed does raise by 50 basis points? Right now, the two years at 4.2%. So uh, the Fed funds is going to be, I mean, over 10 basis points higher than the two year. And I know a lot of people have been tweeting that they've historically never really continued to raise after the inversion of the two year in Fed funds. I think it's more the high watermark in the two year. And the high watermark in the two year was at 4.74. So I think that they've still got a little bit more wiggle room there. Um, but yeah, I, I think that you can't rule out the probability that this is the last rate hike that we're going to see because they're not meeting again until February. Yeah. So who knows what happens between now and then. Uh, we could get a black swan event. We could get uh, you know the data just turned horribly negative. And which would prompt them to maybe pause in February instead of raising about 25 or 50 basis points. What would your base case be right now? Base case would probably be 4.7. That's where you think that they'll get to? Yeah, because I, I, I would I would err on the, on the low side because the debt is so high in the system. And uh, that would imply interest rate hikes have more of an impact on the overall economy. But uh, on, on the other side of the argument, we're in an inflationary environment. And therefore, you would assume that they would need to take it close to, if not higher, than the two-year, which is what they did the last time they raised rates in a inflationary environment, i.e. the late 70s, early 1980s. So kind of, I could debate it both ways. And that's why I kind of land like right in the middle. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. See you in the next video.